listening to the Salt Churches podcast. Here you can listen to messages, inspiration, and lessons learned about planting microchurches all across the nation. Thank you for tuning in. To find more information, you can visit us at www.saltchurches.com. This podcast is brought to you today by Salt Church's founder, Parker Green. Hey guys, welcome to the Salt Church's podcast. We're so stoked today to be talking about discipleship. So I got my buddy and disciple and friend and one of the leaders of our churches um, here in Orange County, Joe Ferguson. Yep, yep. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to be called into discipleship because we honestly believe that the first phase of discipleship is that you're clearly actually in discipleship. So Joe, why don't you um, talk to us a little bit about like your personal experience with discipleship and just be brutally honest. You're not going to offend anyone, at least in this. Parker. Um, <laughs> so talk to us, talk to us a little bit about discipleship and like what this portion looks like and what it looked like for you. Yeah. So discipleship for me, oh my gosh, it's been, I feel like a long, messy um, continuing to be redefined process. And um, literally, like, I, when I was in college, we had a discipleship program that I was um, invited into, but it was very much more like a class where, hey, we go through this workbook and it's like this. And that's the first time I heard discipleship, but then get off the world race and I get, get home and come to this Project Searchlight thing. And... Taylor, my now wife, girlfriend at the time, talked about how she was starting discipleship with Jesse Green. And I was like, what? What is this thing? Like, they're just like, now it's like her mentor. Like, what is this? And I remember I was just hoping and like, like kind of wanting someone to just, especially like I, I was, I have this like heart and passion to like be connected like with men. And so like I want, and I just felt like there's a lot of women and there's a lot of people like even connecting with other women, but I just was like, oh, I feel like there's a lack of men like trying to father other men. And Parker, who's married to Jesse, was talking a lot about that. And I think there was a a desire in me to see him come to me and be like, hey, I want you. And that honestly at first didn't happen. Like it, <laughs> it definitely- I waited you out. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't till probably- Taylor went out to visit you guys in New York and I came out there and still remembering some of the stuff that happened probably like three or four or five months ago, but just being like, who am I going to play it cool? But Taylor was telling me about discipleship. So I was just like, I want to try and disciple people, but I had no idea what I was doing. And it, again, it still was very this like programming type thing uh, of just being like, hey, you need to do this. Let's do this. And then finally leaving with Taylor from New York, one of the things Parker and Jesse both said, we're just like, hey, like, do you guys want to like do discipleship together? And still, I was just like, yeah, let's, let's, I was stoked. I was excited, but like, yeah. it still wasn't, I still had no context or understanding of like what it was. Right. And um, uh, honestly, I still, it, it wasn't until you actually moving out here that I feel like there was a shift that occurred in it. Um, because we still would be like these meetings and just being like, what's your relationship with Jesus like? Yeah. And it just, it, it wasn't that it was bad, but I just, I didn't, 
<laughs> I just, it felt like, oh, this is what good Christians are supposed, like a gotcha. really like powerful Christian is going to be in discipleship. So what would you say when it comes to like the actual like call into discipleship? Like, what would you say some of the, like some of the mistakes I made, some of the mistakes you made, like the biggest things that maybe set us off track or like were confusing or you just hated and wanted, wanted to move on. Like, tell me a little bit about that. I felt like it was a constant, what's the word? Like an assessment. Every time we would like meet, it was, okay, where are you at? Like, oh, you can be doing this better. And so... Even stepping into it, I was like, okay, he sees me as super Christian. He sees me as the the guy that has an ability to do something that other guys or people can't do. And so Taylor and I are really just a power couple, and that's why we're in discipleship. Right. And so it's like, I have to live up to that. And it was completely, I feel like, missing the point of what discipleship was meant to be. And I, and I think that's funny, because I think Parker and Jesse— you guys hadn't like even I think it's shifted for you guys now, but I feel like even then you still had an understanding of like the relationship aspect of it. But it was I don't it's hard to like even explain. Like it it felt very performance driven. But it right. I don't even know if there's more to say like from that standpoint of it. And it was like it, it was just trying to figure out where where could we be better instead of try like and especially yeah. Taylor and I being such hard people, like yeah. Well, it's funny because you like, you want to, as a discipler or somebody that's making disciples, you want the very best for the people mm-hmm. that you're discipling. But at the same time, like if you have performance driven, a performance driven mentality when it comes to your relationship with Jesus, a lot of times you can forget to hit, the, pump the brakes and just realize human beings are human beings. Um, and you try and crank something out of somebody when Jesus more talks about fruit. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think the relationship changes the tree and the be- teaching people how to hear from Jesus. And I think my tact has changed is like, yeah, I definitely still like expect results, mm-hmm. like results. I'm, I'm a results driven human being, but I think the, the other end for me now, and I'm starting to step into it and Joe, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like now I'm more looking at it from a perspective of, well, I think the most important thing I can teach people is how to hear Jesus Mm -hmm. and how to follow Jesus and actually build a relationship with them along the way and teach them how to hear and seek him. Because as soon as I switched from like, I'm a, I'm a minister and a discipler to in the back of my mind, I switched to, well, what if I'm fathering these guys instead? And what would I, it helped having kids. Um, But like, what would I do? Like, even like watching my son David now struggle with like certain things like climbing up on something or, you know, eating with a fork, which like he can do now pretty well for like a one and a half year old. But like stuff like that where I just let him struggle but love him yeah. through, through it, I think is more what discipleship can look like sometimes, especially with people that first find Jesus. Because for me, it was like, man— you almost want to do the least possible you can for the people that you're training mm-hmm. spiritually so mm-hmm. they can learn how to do it. And there's a tenderness to discipleship too and like a, a soft side of it as well. But I would say for the biggest lack is a father figure. So mm-hmm. I lean into that more well, than the opposite. And it's it's funny because I actually remember when that I felt that shift because I, I think it was probably, I was engaged at the time 
And it was probably back in like late fall, winterish time. So like probably November, December. And just feeling this need of like, I need more disciples. Like I'm not discipling enough guys. Like Parker is going to be, and and that's another thing. We've really worked through a ton of just being okay with conflict. And Parker having to say a couple of times, be like, Joe, I release you from like performing for me. And that that's been my own stuff that I've had to walk through. But I remember this moment where I was like, I need to be discipling more guys. I'm not doing enough. I'm I'm not being fruitful enough. And just Parker telling me, come, like saying like, Joe, right. I want you to commit to like the guys you have and give them everything. Like let them, literally you said that of just being like, help them understand like the voice of Jesus. Yeah. And don't move on until like, you you've been able to like even begin that in them and that i felt like released me of just being like oh my god okay like i feel the freedom of like what this is meant to be for yeah and that i feel like unleashed the this like new reality uh, of discipleship yes it's about bearing fruit but more so it's about connecting with their father connecting with jesus and understanding what he's all about. And you see that when, when Jesus even starts the beginning of, of proclaiming like the kingdom being here. Right. So when you think about like specifically the call to discipleship, yeah. what would you say? Like, let's say you're, let's just make it really practical. Let's say like you approach a dude, you may be known for a little bit or that, you know, it's just found Jesus and needs discipleship, whatever it looks like in whatever context that is. And you want to invite someone into a discipleship relationship. So there is somebody discipling, and then there is a, what is a disciplee? I don't know if you call it all these like made up Christian words, but like who, like the apprentice, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. who's like who, a person that ends up being the apprentice. Like, how would you invite that person into that relationship so it's like really clear for them? One, I think that's something that still, if it was, that easy of just formulating like, oh, this is exactly what I would say. It would be, I feel like, a lot easier just to connect people and just boom, boom, boom. But I, I, I honestly think that something that is changing in me and, and even the way that I'm stepping into those discipleship relationships and inviting people in, it's much more about wanting to figure out what what is it that they like are looking for and bringing them into it's like, Look at I believe and and more so coming from a much passionate and understanding standpoint and being like I believe that Jesus is the ultimate life giver like the things right. that we are looking for with success like are going to be found when we can have a intimate like connected truly connected like relationship with him right. and that like I want to help you step into that like do you like do you want that and and I think it really is it's breaking down, and I, and that's what I, God has given me a passion for too. Is just like there's a lot of people that have grown up in the church and they have their ideas of what Jesus like looks like, but wanting to just even completely tear down like the these foundations that have been all they known to just speaking life back into like hey, no, this is what Jesus is about. And it's very practical and it's simple. And it's like, it's to give you like the ultimate delight and abundance like for your life. Mm -hmm. And so really it's it's not even trying to convince them about, 
hey, you should do this because it's the best thing for you. But it's more so of being like, what do you what are you passionate about? What do you like long for? And I think that disturbs people because even when I've I've invited people into d- discipleship at the beginning, there I have this one this one high schooler that he's so used to what like what the religion like it's like okay we have to do this we have to do this and I just don't get why I'm just like we're not even gonna, we're not starting there like I want to know like why do you do this? Why is it that you want right. to pursue this and and help them kind of be like, why is it that I do this? Because that, I think that's what the early disciples did is that Jesus said, hey, the kingdom of God is at hand. Like repent and come step into the life that like is offered through me. And they had to wrestle with like, whoa, this is different than what I kind of expected. But something was happening inside them that when Jesus was like, hey, like come be with me, they stepped into it. And that, like that, even stirs up me of just being like, I wonder what, what happened in them that just began to like be like, okay, like, I want to do this. I want this. It's not that they fully understood it. It's not that they like saw the massive big picture and they're like, oh, I can do this. Or I don't know. That doesn't really answer. Like, how do you <laughs> simply invite someone into it? Well, how would you how would you offer advice to someone then? that would like to invite someone into discipleship? Like, what would you say besides what you just said? If you could condense it to a couple of sentences, what would be like your number one piece of advice to someone that's like, I want to start making disciples. What's my first step? I think this, I, I don't like the word, but I feel like the simple, like you asked me it, but it's like, how would you define success? Hmm. Because I think there needs to be an understanding of like, what do you want? Like what do you what are you looking for? And that will start that initiates the process because then it goes into the my next question would be, or my my next statement would be, I believe that Jesus, through him, we can have the most abundant, successful, joyful, adventurous life that that is possible. Right. I dare you to come see that. Yeah, that's good. And that, that yeah, and that I think is like and I experienced it, that that honestly was, and it wasn't even through a, a purposeful discipleship, but I, I took one of my cousins on a trip to Big Sur and we surfed and we just camped and he was just in awe of like the creation. And I was able to just like, be like, dude, this is like, this is why like, I love Jesus. Like he's made all this like yeah. for us, to, like enjoy. And, and he's super, like at first was super like pushed off by like any sort of Christianity talk and he grew up in the church. It was messy. And and I remember we get home from this trip and it allowed me to say, do you remember what you experienced like on this trip? And just the fired up, the things that were being stirred up. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just like, I dare you to like, le- like continue this journey with me yeah. and see like that Jesus like can give you what you're like actually looking for. That's really good. And that he's like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. Because he he got to taste and see. Yeah, and I think men especially respond to challenge because they're just looking to shoulder some kind of responsibility. They're like, how do I do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we encourage you guys, anybody listening to this right now, this is part of the way that we do church um, in Salt. Um, We're really, I hate to say heavy on discipleship, but the reality is that Jesus called us and asked us to make disciples. And discipleship is really for everybody. Yeah. And it's it's really about a life together and shared life together and following Jesus together. 
but there's clear leadership as well and there's clear boundaries as well. And what it does is it's this crazy mix of like, just like a family where um, it seems slow at first and then all of a sudden there's a third, fourth and fifth generation where there's this multiplication effect that's really difficult to describe. Um, And I think we're, as a church right now, just on the tipping point of seeing that take place. So we'll report back with more, but in our next podcast, we're going to talk uh, about what a shared life together really looks like and what the ideal is, what really happens um, when you take when you do this, and just some healthy ways to um, disciple people and love people, um, and not the way the world describes love, but the way God describes love through this process. Because there's a big portion of this that's just done by osmosis, where it's just being around people that really pushes the vision across that pushes who you are and who, how you treat people around you, how you treat servers at a restaurant to your wife at home or spouse, depending on if you're male or female, and how you treat your kids, how you manage your finances, how like you just do life in general really speaks as to how you are following Jesus because he is pervasive in literally everything um, that we do. So we really adhere to sharing life together. So we're going to talk about that um, in our next podcast. Hope you can join us. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you feel inspired, encouraged, and empowered to change the world for the name of Jesus. Make sure to tune in and listen to our other podcasts and download our app, Salt Churches, found on iTunes. We hope to see you and hear from you soon. Thanks. Have a great day.